For over 45 years, people have relied on Village Green Apothecary to give them individualized nutrition, pharmacy, and healthy living products. Village Green will give you the kind of person-to-person help and attention that mass-market pharmacies have long ago forgotten. You can depend on us for knowledge, experience, product selection, and a smile. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0800 or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. We're here to help you. Welcome, listeners, to the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary, located at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake, and I alternate the show with Dr. Kevin Passaro, trying to bring you a lot of good information all about you and your health. Now, the show is streamed through myvillagegreen.com, And a reminder that Village Green has updated the favorite best shows on the website. Please check it out, pick your favorite shows, and give us feedback. We love that. Now, Village Green still remains your resource. For questions about your health via the website and the store on Cedar Lane, you get expert advice in both places. They carry a superior line of supplements from many manufacturers, including their own Pathway products. Now, we're here every uh, Sunday morning at 10 a.m., so please tune in next week for Kevin's show on integrative oncology with Dr. Lori Hersher. Now, today we're covering news that you can use. Uh, What we have on the agenda is nutrient recommendations, regulations, and safety. We're going to talk about controversies in health and diet. We've covered some of these before, but we've got a lot of new pieces to add. And if we have time, we'll cover fertility, preconception, prenatal. Now, let's go right in to the supplements and supplement safety, and are they regulated? And I'm going to answer that question because everyone says, well, they're not regulated, and that's not actually true. The dietary supplement industry is regulated by the FDA and the Federal Trade Commission, as well as by government agencies in each of the 50 states. The FDA has regulatory authority under the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, as amended in 1994 by the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act, known as DSHEA, and in 2006 by the Dietary Supplement and Non-Prescription Drug Consumer Protection Act. So it's amazing to me that this information is, is not, uh, I guess it's not recognized by many professionals, and so we hear the comment. Supplements, it's cowboy industry, supplements aren't regulated. They absolutely are regulated. And let's talk a little bit about the meaning of some of the terms that we use when we're talking about supplements and we're talking about nutrients. The DRI, the RDAs, are the recommendations by the National Academies Institute of Medicine. They are sufficient to meet the nutritional requirements of 98% of healthy individuals. 
Now, what does that mean? Statistically, it's only 24% of the population because they can't set one recommendation for all human beings on Earth, regardless of their genetics, family history, lifestyle, and illnesses. So the RDAs do not apply. They do not apply to 76% of the population who have acute and or chronic conditions, take medications, and to those with developmental delays, gene variants, and deficiencies. Now, this is well understood by the Institute of Medicine. That's why they say sufficient to meet the nutrient requirements of 98% of healthy individuals. So let's remember that. They also state in the regulations that those who have unique conditions, medical conditions, take medications, etc., may have higher needs, and they should be seeing a health professional and discussing that. Now, what does the term elemental mean? It's the nutrient amount that's available for absorption. Calcium carbonate is a compound, which is 40% elemental calcium. So if you get 1,000 milligrams of calcium carbonate, that equals 400 of the elemental calcium. And the labeling is very tricky. Sometimes people are led to believe they're taking a magnesium citrate that may be five or 600 milligrams, but they're only getting 100 milligrams or less. So it's very important to understand that. It's truth in labeling, actually. And nutrient absorption, that's the amount that actually crosses the GI tract. And it depends on a lot of things. It depends on the form of the nutrient, the antagonists that keep it from absorbing. That would be something like uh, an antacid blocks most of the vitamins and minerals. Agonists, something that helps absorption, calcium and vitamin D. And also digestive status. So if you have malabsorption syndrome, if you've got celiac disease, if you've got problems and you're taking especially antacids, absorption is going to be impeded. Now, homeostasis is an important term here. Homeostasis is how the body keeps the optimum level of a nutrient in the bloodstream. And what does that mean? For instance... The more deficient you are, the better you absorb, and the more the kidneys retain. And that's the body's way of saying, I'm running out of zinc, I'm running out of this, absorb more. You can't talk about the absorption of a nutrient and make a broad statement because it is completely dependent on the individual's digestive status and what they take. So again, Absorption increases, and the kidneys allow the retention of a nutrient that is deficient. And when you have sufficient, good nutrient status, absorption is less and retention is less. This is why it is almost impossible to achieve toxicity when supplementing. You have to overwhelm the gates so significantly, so long that homeostasis breaks down. Now, that does not mean you shouldn't be smart about taking a supplement. If you see that one to two is recommended and you're taking 40, that's not very smart. 
you need, if you're going to be very therapeutic and want to find out exactly what you need, it's important to see a dietitian or a nutritionist. In Maryland, we have licensed dietitian nutrition as our designation and have sophisticated tests done. You should certainly talk to your physician about it, but this caveat is only 10% of medical schools actually teach clinical functional nutrition. So many physicians are not up to date on nutritional biochemistry supplement use. So it's important to include a dietitian, nutritionist in your lifestyle. And it's not just about diet. It's about knowing what you need. We do very sophisticated testing, amino acid analysis. We do uh, organic acid analysis, digestive analysis. We really do thorough testing to find out specifically what you need. Nutrient bioavailability is what's available for function that's our bottom line. And nutrient function means that your body gets to use it. It's physiologic utilization that that nutrient is being used. So going back, if you have a deficiency in the bloodstream in a nutrient, you're in deep trouble, very deep trouble. But if you have a sufficient level in the bloodstream, you may not utilize it. So I hope this has been clear. We're going to continue to talk about supplement safety in the next segment. If you've just tuned in with us, you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living. I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour, and we're brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. Stay with us. We will be right back after this break. Solgar number seven can help you feel the difference. Solgar number seven actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar number seven is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar number seven help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar number seven says yes. Solgar number seven. Available at Village Green Apothecary. New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Whole Food Multivitamins. They are the only USDA certified organic, non-GMO verified whole food multivitamins available. They're gluten-free, certified vegan, and feature a patent-pending clean tablet technology. Kind Organics is super clean, untreated, unadulterated, and real whole food. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics, now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Are you under a lot of stress at work? Pressure from the boss? Budget cuts? Impossible workloads? It can all take a serious toll on your health, but we can help. Village Green Apothecary has everything you need for a healthier lifestyle. A wide range of nutritional supplements, health-related books, and more. We've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living resources for over 45 years, and we'll take the time to advise you about your unique needs. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Staying mentally sharp means nourishing the mind as well as the body. That's why there's new Cognisure from Metagenics. Research shows that the active natural ingredient in Cognisure supports multiple mechanisms necessary for maintaining healthy cognition and a healthy brain as it ages. Cognisure is also easy to take in delicious, chewable chocolate tablets. Have a clear and bright future by maintaining mental capacity with healthy habits and Cognisure. Remember Cognisure for healthy brain aging support. Available through your healthcare professional.
National and Village Green Apothecary. Do you have unique needs that a mass market pharmacy can't handle? Village Green Apothecary can help. Maybe your doctor prescribed a special compounded formula for you, or you have concerns about allergies or dietary supplements. We invite you to talk with one of our compounding specialists today. Our team includes pharmacists, nutritionists, clinical herbalists, and naturopaths, offering customized products and personalized healthy living plans to ensure your well-being. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530. 0800 or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, listeners, to the second segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. I'm Dana Lake, and I alternate the show with Dr. Kevin Pissarro, and we do try to bring you a wide variety of good information all about you and your health. And the show is streamed through myvillagegreen.com. Now, Village Green's nutrition advisors have an exciting new tool to use called Natural Medicine's Comprehensive Database. It is considered the most authoritative resource available. It provides unbiased scientific information on dietary supplements, natural medicines, and complementary alternative and integrative therapies. Some of its key features includes the ability to check for drug-nutrient interactions. This is really an important aspect. Nutrient depletions and safety during pregnancy and lactation. In addition, this database has over 1,200 food, herb, supplement monographs, which includes the effectiveness, dosage, administration, adverse effects, and warnings about the medication. So we're here every Sunday morning. Tune in next week for Kevin's show on integrative oncology with Dr. Lori Hersher. Now, we were talking about supplement safety and why supplements are so safe. Uh, We talked about the fact that they are tightly regulated by the FDA and other government organizations and state government organizations. So when somebody says they're not regulated, you know differently. Now, let's talk about a little bit more about safety. So let's compare supplements with medications. Now, let's first talk about causes of death in in the United States, because we get the idea when some news article comes out that supplement safety is a real problem and that supplements need to be regulated like medications. That costs millions to tens of millions of dollars to put something through when the FDA is already regulating supplements and hasn't seen that it's necessary to put them through the trials that medicines go through. Why? First of all, the death rate is incredibly low. What's the death rate from prescription medications? It's over 160,000 per year, up to 190,000, and that is considered underreported. Now, the total deaths from supplements are 0 to 10 per year. That's 0.0001% risk of death. It is extraordinarily low, and then somebody will naturally say, well, what are those causes if they have deaths from supplements? Typically and very sadly, it is more frequently from moms 
uh, iron pills that she is taking when pregnant with another child and has a toddler. They look like little M&Ms. If that toddler or any child swallows enough of those and no one knows it, the child will die. It's fatal because the stomach has to be pumped immediately. Uh, It's also because there's a little bit of a sweet taste on them to make it pleasant for mom. I've recommended that they make them bitter, and that would certainly prevent uh, this kind of fatality. But there are many years when there's zero deaths. So how does this rank? Heart disease and cancer. Heart disease is close to 600,000 a year. Cancer's closing in on that. Chronic lung diseases, 145,000 a year. Stroke, accidents, Alzheimer's, suicide, septicemia, we get down to 35,000 a year. I would like to report that according to the CDC, the National Center for Health Statistics, and the Journal of the American Medical Association, medical errors and death from medications are the third largest cause of death in the United States. They're at 303,000. And so just like they group the heart diseases together to get this number close to 600,000, they don't group the medical errors together. You have to go figure that out. So they are diluted. They will divide it between private offices, hospitals, uh, medications, etc. So that's an important statistic, and the medical profession is very aware of this. It is why they have been so diligent in making changes to at least prevent the human errors that have occurred. Uh, It's hard to prevent an error when a patient doesn't pay attention to what they're supposed to do, has not read the instructions well, goes against what's on the prescription bottle, and has a toxic or fatal effect. That is something else. Now, interestingly, the preventable causes of death are tobacco, poor diet, and inactivity. That's 800,000 deaths a year would be preventable from avoiding tobacco, uh, getting more active, and eating a good diet. It way excels things like alcohol, 85,000 accidents, uh, illicit drug use. So what does that mean, the risk in taking a supplement? What does that mean to you as an individual? Well, I went through the most rare of deaths, and you can get this information Uh, death in America, the odds of dying in a given year under selected circumstances. And heart disease is 467 to 1. All accidents and injuries, that's a grouping, are 1,656 to 1. And then we get down to fireworks and asteroid impact. Asteroid impact is 75,000 to 1. Fireworks are 50,000 to 1. Bee stings, wasp stings are 20. No, it's million. I am sorry. 75 million to 1. Fireworks, 50 million to 1. And bee stings, 25 million to 1. Dog bites, 12 million to 1. So 
The risk in taking a supplement is infinitesimally small because of homeostasis. And also, because they are so safe, they're regulated, and it does depend on the consumer paying attention. Now I want to talk a little bit about controversies and give you a a baseline here. Environmental modification of gene expression. What does that mean? That means that what you come into the world with and what you're exposed to changes gene expression. It doesn't change the gene. It changes whether it expresses itself or not, whether it has a healthy effect on you or an unhealthy effect. And that's called epigenetics. And it's important because that term environment includes womb environment, absolutely everything that happens to us. This was discovered in 1995 by a a group working on a cancer research project at NIH. And when they discovered it, they could not talk about it because they needed another institution, another research group, to absolutely confirm that what they found was true. It turned genetics upside down. Up until that time, it was said genetics are everything. There's nothing you really can do about it. I never bought that. Because if you buy a car, and it's a well-built car, and your neighbor buys the car and it's well-built, and you take different care of it, one takes poor care of the car and the other is meticulous, the car lasts longer when taken care of. I mean, that is so practical. But I think this concept of everything was in the genes is what held traditional medicine back from embracing prevention. There's no use doing it. I was taught in the 60s that there was nothing you could do for heart disease until someone had a heart attack. And, of course, you know that that's different now. Uh, So we have many environmental risk factors. Uh, Toxins, pollutants, smoking, secondhand exposure, artificial additives, preservatives, coloring, flavors, sedentary lifestyle and stress, poor diet and inadequate water, Allergens, intolerances, artificial light exposure. Those fluorescent lights are not good for you. Aluminum cookware and plastics, medications and medication reactions. Not all medications are harmful, but many of them have side effects and many people have gene variants which don't allow them to handle certain medications efficiently. And they're the ones that get an abnormal, almost toxic response from a normal or less than normal dose. So what else are we talking about as far as the environment? Uh, Listen to this. In the last 100 years, the modern diet has seen an increase in refined foods, sugars, and the addition of artificial additives, sweeteners, coloring, preservatives, and toxic chemicals. There are over 3,000 FDA-approved food additives. Most were grandfathered in. And under the Toxic Substances Control Act, TSCA, of 1976, there are 84,000 man-made chemicals, 62,000 were grandfathered in, 22,000 new chemicals, 700 per year. Testing is voluntary. If the companies test, they have to reveal. It is voluntary, and I'm not making this up. 
16,000 are permitted to be kept secret from all agencies, governments, individuals under the Confidential Business Information, CBI. The EPA acknowledges that only 200 have actually been tested. Go online. Look at the Toxic Substances Control Act. The EPA has information. There is an effort in Congress to change this act and require testing for safety. And some of these chemicals are in 10%, according to the manufacturers, of these hidden chemicals are in children's uh, environments, clothing, toys, and unfortunately, uh, they can't reveal what they are by law. I know it sounds crazy. It's not. I feel like it's Alice in Wonderland time. Now, the womb environment, uh, in a study that was done to try to assess how many toxins people have in their body, and the best way to do that is to uh, biopsy fat fat tissue. The blood does not show it. Blood transports it, but doesn't hold the toxins. So uh, they looked at newborns, figuring newborns were going to be absolutely pristine. And what did they find when they looked at newborns? 287 compounds detected, 180 cause cancer in humans or animals, 217 are toxic to the brain and nervous system. 208 cause birth defects or abnormal development in animals. And this was looking at umbilical cord in newborns. And what we know is this, that the dangers of pre- or postnatal exposure to this mixture of carcinogens, developmental toxins, and neurotoxins has not been studied very important information. Well, I want to remind you that you're on the essentials of healthy living, and we are uh, we are brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. I want you to stay with us. We're going to be right back with more information on health and nutritional controversies. Mega Food Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. Mega Food believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. Mega Food, from farm to tablet. Our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Zymogen is pleased to announce the arrival of Fit Food, a delicious, high-quality, functional food that's formulated to support weight management, healthy body composition, glycemic management, cardiovascular and immune health, and more. Each delicious serving of Fit Food contains 21 grams of pure New Zealand-sourced bioactive whey protein, 6 grams of fiber-immune-supporting oat beta-glucan, and additional glutamine, glycine, taurine, and MCTs. Fit Food provides holistic support for today's active body. Learn more at Zymogen.com. Available now through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet, committed to pure and great-tasting omega-oils. 
The brain requires nutrition just like the rest of the body. And this is where Gero Formula's Neuro Optimizer comes to the rescue. Neuro Optimizer is a concentrated source of nutrients needed for memory, mood, concentration, and focus. Neuro Optimizer supplies the building blocks for neurotransmitters, the chemicals that allow cells in the brain to communicate and to file away memories. Neuro Optimizer is the nutritional answer to the brain's needs. To learn more about formulas, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. Did you know at Village Green, we offer everyday savings on top quality nutritional supplements, including herbs and homeopathic remedies, plus personal care products and more. That's right. In addition to our other big sales events, you can save up to 20% on most everything you need for a healthier lifestyle today and every day. At Village Green, we've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living products for over 45 years. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, listeners, to the third segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake, and I alternate the show with Dr. Kevin Passaro, trying to bring you a wide variety of good information all about you and your health. Now, the show is streamed through myvillagegreen.com. That's myvillagegreen.com. And a reminder, the Village Green is your resource for questions about your health via their website and the store on Cedar Lane. Now, we're here every Sunday morning, and you can tune in next week for Kevin's show on Integrative Oncology with Dr. Lori Hersher. Now, we've been talking about news you can use. We were uh, talking about uh, controversies uh, when we ended the last segment, and we're going to carry on that discussion. I was talking about environmental risk factors, the incredible ability of the manufacturers of toxins to put whatever they want out in the environment without testing, and that is based on that Toxic Substances Control Act of 1976. Look that up if you don't believe me. It's, it is unimaginable, but as I said, Congress is trying to change that. They've been working on this for five or ten years, and the industry is well aware that it's under the gun. Now, toxins that threaten our health. Um, I'm just mentioning some of them. The naturally occurring toxins like mercury, lead, cadmium, arsenic, aluminum, and even manganese and copper can be toxic in high levels. But also fluoride, uh, DDT and DDE, and PERC, which is tetrachloroethylene, And we've got PBDEs, toluene, ethanol, polychlorinated biphenols, PCBs. We've got bisphenol A, and this uh, uh, BPA, this country is not as convinced as the rest of the world that BPA is a problem. What they do, uh, for instance, genetic factors account for no more than 30 to 40 percent of all cases of brain development disorders. What does that mean? That means that environmental exposures are involved in causation by interacting with genetically inherited predispositions. 
It goes back to what I talked about earlier, environmental modification of gene expression, what you come into the world with and what happens to you. And that womb environment is part of the environment that affects the infant. I also wanted to say that for the first time ever, the CDC has recommended that women of childbearing age who want to drink should be on birth control. That is shocking to me. It has taken so long to uh, make sure that we recommend to women who are pregnant that they can they consume no alcohol. And we say no because the fetus is unable to metabolize the alcohol. The, the liver is not working. So what gets into mom and crosses into the infant is not handled well. And it causes more birth defects than all of the normal, usual, I should say, typical street drugs and uh, some medications. Statins, for example, will cause birth defects. So there are many medicines that can do that, and, and physicians are well aware of this. But we have taken too casually the effect of alcohol, and this has been understood since about the 1300s, well understood since the 1700s. Uh, but unfortunately, this country's history of emphasis on this is really poor. So this was, was quite a shock. Now, what else do we want to learn about? Paradigm shifting. I like to think of the positive. And let's look at pesticide, pesticide effects. The American Academy of Pediatrics on pesticides. And this is a real turnabout. They recognize that organophosphate exposures at levels common among U.S. children may contribute to ADHD prevalence. And this was in uh, the Pediatrics uh, 2010, so this is not totally new. And it's it, it further. Children encounter pesticides daily and have unique susceptibilities to their potential toxicity. Acute poisoning risks are clear. Epidemiological evidence demonstrates the associations between early life exposure to pesticides and pediatric cancers, decreased cognitive function, and behavioral problems. And this certainly applies to people living on golf courses. These organophosphates are common, commonly used. Related animal toxicology studies support these findings that I just uh, explained to you. And recognizing and reducing problematic exposures will require attention to current inadequacies in medical training, public health tracking, and regulatory action on pesticides. And that was in the Pediatrics Journal uh, 2012. So I'm glad to see that changing. Okay, a little bit more about additives and preservatives. Again, the paradigm shifting, trying to be positive here. Artificial food additives, preservatives, and coloring are found in commercial foods most children consume. A meta-analysis of studies and current research found significant increase in hyperactivity of children who are exposed to these, shorter attention spans, and neurobehavioral toxicity. The American Academy of Pediatrics now states that a preservative-free, coloring-free diet is a reasonable intervention 
the overall, I'm quoting them here, the overall findings are clear. We as skeptics who long doubted the parental claims of effects of various foods on behavior admit we might have been wrong. Uh, absolutely, I think that was quite a stand-up to to make that statement. And Lancet reported on this in 2007. There are articles that go back to 2004. The uh, Grand Rounds 2008 of the AAP reported this. This is very significant. Think of how many children are treated for ADD, ADHD, behavioral disorders. And here we have a significant contributor to that. And each generation is becoming less resilient to these toxins uh, and more impacted by them. So, uh, unfortunately, it's not going to go away quickly. Now, let's talk about vaccines and vaccine injury and vaccine safety. Now, this is a controversial subject, and a lot of people like to avoid it. I'm hoping to give you really good information. First of all, the current CDC recommendations are 70 doses of 16 different vaccines between birth and 18, 49 doses of 14 vaccines given before age 6. What are the concerns? One schedule for all and too many too soon. It does not account for individual metabolic differences which profoundly affect reactions to the neurotoxins in the vaccines. Aluminum and mercury are still in some. Numerous additives, MSG, formaldehyde, antibiotics, animal and human tissue proteins, and preservatives. The combining of vaccines... The number given at one time, and at 15 months, a child is recommended to have 12 vaccines at one time. The individual's health status at the time of vaccination, why is that so important? Because we're all different. Roger Williams came up with the heretical term, which was biochemical individuality. We are all unique, just like our fingerprints. We are unique. And we respond differently. We know that there are gene variants, such as the MTHFR677T variant. One of the others is the CBC, CBS variant. These affect methylation. They affect sulfation. They affect how people handle medications. And there are specific cytochrome P450 enzyme systems that drugs go through and toxins and our hormones and our metabolites. And those systems can be inefficient in some. Those are the people that react. So when people say, do vaccines cause autism? My answer is no. But that's the wrong question. Do vaccines, the neurotoxins still in those vaccines, the additives in those vaccines, the combination of those vaccines, the number given at any time have a profound influence on the development of a whole spectrum of developmental neuro uh, behavioral disorders. The answer is absolutely yes. And the problem here is by not looking at it and saying vaccines don't cause autism, we don't need any more studies. No researcher ever says that. And 
I'm I'm calling for research comparing vaccinated populations with others and looking at the difference and the uniqueness in children who have the developmental delays. There are some very soft studies out there that document there are differences. We just need to know it. And then we need to identify those children who are going to be more susceptible. And there is a safe, sometimes called alternative vaccine schedule that adheres to vaccination. It adheres to vaccination, but it spreads it out in a safer manner for those who may be challenged. And let's look at vaccine injuries. They are more than 70% underreported. That's according to the CDC. Few physicians and their families file reports. The Vaccine Injury Compensation Program has paid over $2.6 billion in damages for children who were harmed by or died as a result of one or more childhood vaccines. And the definition for vaccine injury is becoming more narrow. More conditions that are acknowledged and proven to be associated with vaccine injury are taken off. Encephalopathy, brain disorder, and seizures are covered, but not the diagnosed autism resulting from encephalopathy. And this allows the Vaccine Injury Compensation Program, VCIP, to state that vaccines do not cause autism, and there, there have been only two payouts for autism caused by vaccine injury. They pay for the brain damage and seizures which precede the autism diagnosis, and parents know that. Currently, there are more than 5,000 cases pending before the Vaccine Injury Compensation Program. Now, vaccine injury and death statistics, number of claims filed, 15,000. This is from 1989 to 2014. Number paid, uh, about 3,500. And the total paid was over $2.6 billion. Uh, now that has gone up to $2.8 billion. We, can, we have to update our data as we go along. Uh, So I think I've covered a lot of the vaccine information. Uh, I will give you uh, some sites. Uh, The FDA and Johns Hopkins Institute for Vaccine Safety, they have a site which will tell you what vaccines still have thimerosal, the mercury preservative. And you can go on that site. If you have side effects to report, you do it directly through the FDA.gov. And you can just put in, you can Google vaccine injury report and you'll get right there. So uh, something that you may want to read about this is Evidence of Harm by David Kirby. What Your Doctor May Not Tell You About Children's Vaccinations by Cave, Stephanie Cave. And the Vaccine Epidemic by Habakkus and Holland, uh, 2011. So that's, an, that's important. We will cover more controversies in our final segment. If you just tuned in, you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back after this break. 
Solgar Number no. 7 can help you feel the difference. Solgar Number no. 7 actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar Number no. 7 is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar Number no. 7 help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar Number no. 7 says yes. Solgar Number no. 7. Available at Village Green Apothecary. If you have arthritis, everyday tasks can become a challenge. That's why more and more doctors are recommending Arthrobin, an all-natural medical food for the dietary management of osteoarthritis. It contains a combination of bioflavonoids, which work to reduce inflammation and joint deterioration, along with collagen peptides, which increase joint mobility, function, and repair. Arthrobin is not a drug and is virtually free of negative side effects. Look for Arthrobin by Designs for Health Today, available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Multivitamins. That's right, certified organic, made with the highest quality standards, uncooked, untreated, unadulterated, non-GMO certified, vegan, and gluten-free. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics. Now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Some things are hard to stomach, and life doesn't stop for occasional immune challenges or intestinal distress. ProBalarti from Metagenics offers a new targeted probiotic approach for intestinal support. Help maintain control while traveling or as a follow-up to antibiotic therapy to support intestinal flora for healthy intestinal function. ProBalarti provides ID-certified probiotic strains suggested by research to enhance certain aspects of immune function in addition to promoting a healthy balance of intestinal microflora. ProBalarti is the go-to probiotic for patients on the go. Get it today. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green apothecary. Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function. That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorne Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorne's vitamin D1000 and D5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green. Welcome back, listeners, to today's final segment of the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake, and I alternate the show with Dr. Kevin Pissarro, trying to bring you a lot of really good information all about you and your health. Village Green is your resource for questions that you might have about your health. You can go on the website and ask questions and certainly visit the store on Cedar Lane for expert advice on supplements. A reminder again that the show is streamed through myvillagegreen.com and Village Green has updated the favorite best shows on the website. Check it out for your favorite subject. And give us feedback. Give Village Green feedback on what you want to hear on the show. Now, we're here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., and you can tune in next week for Kevin's show on integrative oncology with Dr. Lori Hersher. Now, today we've been talking about news you can use. We've gone through controversies. We've defined the safety of supplements, that they are highly safe. Uh, risk of death from supplements is the lowest possible risk. 
And uh, the reason they're so safe is the body regulates via homeostasis the levels in the body. At least a healthy working body. There are people that have genetic preconditions to holding on to copper, holding on to iron. So these are unique illnesses that are fairly easily identified. So let's talk about some uh, diet myths. Let's talk about cholesterol. First of all, the government, the uh, Institute of Medicine, the group that sets the standards is now saying longstanding warnings about cholesterol are being withdrawn. The nation's top nutrition advisory panel has decided to drop its caution about eating cholesterol-laden food, a move that could undo almost 40 years of government warnings about its consumption. And people are perplexed. Even on the committee, one of the committee members said, we're not really going to do this. But why are they doing it? Because the data... That was used to substantiate that cholesterol was a cause of heart disease was fallacious. It was faulty. It was not accurate. You cannot have a conclusion in a study that has nothing to do with what the study found. There was also the manipulation of the famous 22 country study whereby because it was believed at the time by the researchers that cholesterol butter and high fat were the cause of heart disease they they jimmied their data they kept in the study those countries that had higher cardiovascular risk with higher fat diets but eliminated the countries that had high-fat diets, high-cholesterol diets, and very low cardiovascular disease. Uh, There were more countries that showed that the high-fat, high-cholesterol diet was, in fact, healthy with regard to cardiovascular disease. So another article, I'm just reading the title, looks like the medical establishment was wrong about fat, and there's a nice picture of butter. And you hear me gloating a little bit because I've been talking about this for 50 years. I've been talking about the fact that the body knows what to do with butter. The body does not know what to do with hydrogenated oils. And I will go with the next one. Pass the salt, please. It's good for you. Remember what we talked about uh, earlier about homeostasis. Sodium and chloride are nutrients. They are regulated by the body. Your intake, if excessive, is controlled by the kidneys and absorption, same way as other nutrients. And if you need more, you'll crave it. And those that crave salt are usually those, I won't say this is for everyone, who need it. They may have weak adrenals. Their sodium may be below uh, 137, 136. They're in the low, low, 2.5% low of uh, the population. That's not a good place to be. It can happen with over-restriction, dietary excessive restriction. It's hard, though, because the body tries diligently to hang on to whatever sodium, whatever salt is consumed. But I do have a few patients who in their diligence have ended up with low sodium 
and were at risk for seizures. Now, most of the people with low sodiums are on diuretics that deplete sodium or another medication that depletes sodium. There are many of them that can cause heart arrhythmias and seizures because of the low sodium. So the thought in medicine is if high sodium's bad, low sodium's good. No, you need a sodium that's somewhere between 140 to 144. That's a good range in the blood test. Uh, so salt shakers back on the table. That data has been available for a decade. Uh, we're just starting to, well, the government's just starting to pay attention. Remember, by the time the government comes up with a recommendation, it's been many, many years. And it's been a shock to all of us, most of us who are in alternative complementary medicine, functional medicine, who read the studies and read the criticisms of the studies and did not understand how NIH, National Heart Lung Blood Institute, FDA, USDA, et cetera, American Heart Association did not pay attention to that information. And so the studies that we base this faulty advice on hurt us. And I'll jump to hydrogenated oils. You certainly have heard me talk about those quite often. So what's wrong with hydrogenated oils? They are mutant plastic fatty acids. The ones that are commercially generated through, uh, through industry, okay, they use a cadmium accelerator, put it under pressure, and they plasticize the oil. It is not found in nature. Commercial hydrogenation is not found in nature. The trans fatty acids are what occur from hydrogenation. There are some trans fatty acids that occur in milk products that are not unhealthy, not commercially made. There's a very small amount. The ideal tissue level of trans fatty acids is zero. It's easy to know who, what, who's consuming what by doing a biopsy of fat. Uh, hydrogenation of the oils, I'm going to repeat this again, it results in mutant plastic supersaturated fatty acids far worse than deep fried foods with their effect. Why is that? They increase infertility and fetal complications, inferior breast milk quality, cardiovascular risk. When we gave up eggs and butter, we went to we went to hydrogenated oils and that increase with the decrease in the fats that the body knew that increase was significantly detrimental and it goes on for multiple generations many young people say i don't eat it i said your grandmother did and by what we know with epigenetics it changes brain fertility hormones cardiovascular risk and obesity from multiple generations. Now, the good news is because of epigenetics, when you clean your diet up, you can start reversing some of this. Also with trans fats are more neurological disorders. They get into the brain and take the place of the essential fatty acids that belong there. Immune disorders and the cell membrane dysfunction is huge. It hardens cell membranes. That's aging. And abnormal lipid metabolism. So you get uh, dysfunctions in lipids and weight gain. So avoid all of them. Use butter. Do not go to the new margarines, which are using other kinds of fatty acids. That's not what you want to do. 
So stay away <laughs> uh, from those. Another controversy I wanted to talk about was fluoride. And I've been, I'm a dental hygienist as well as a licensed dietitian nutritionist. And when I learned what fluoride could do, I couldn't give fluoride treatments to kids because there were cases of children dying. Now, what happened then is they would eat the toothpaste that had fluoride. They would drink fluoridated water. They would take the fluoride rinses and eat those. So they were overexposed. And the fluoride sources include drinking water, food, toothpaste, rinses, treatments, and fluoride pesticides. And that has really bumped fluoride exposure up. And fluoride replaces calcium in teeth and bones, and it results in fluorosis of the teeth when they're forming and bone and increased hip fractures. Uh, it reduces cortical bone density and, and gives impaired bone remodeling. So fluoride that was once recommended for osteoporosis is not recommended anymore because it makes the situation worse. And fluoride incorporated into bone mineral is anabolic, However, that means it promotes growth. However, the biomechanical competence of the new bone is reduced. Higher doses are associated with greater risk than low doses. And in children, a pea-sized amount of fluoride toothpaste ingestion can lead to mild fluorosis. And the fluoride in the water supply can't be regulated. It's the only time we've ever put a medicine in the, in the water supply. Now, interestingly enough, babies are fluoride overdosed from the intake of optimal levels, National Research Council. Enamel fluoride concentration is not associated with reduced decay, the opposite of what we were told. Fluoride excess leads to increased tooth decay, and risk factors include the use of fluoridated water, supplements, and toothpaste, infant formulas containing fluoride before the age of six. Silica fluorides that are used to uh, fluoridate 92% of water supplies have not been sufficiently tested. And this comes from the National Research Council. It is suspected that the risks of fluoride in the water supply is genotoxic, toxic to genes, neurologically toxic, immune toxic, reproductive toxic, endocrine toxic. It's an endocrine disruptor. The AAP, the ADA, and the CDC say avoid fluoride in infants up to two years of age. My recommendation for over 40 years. Well, we've covered a lot of material, and I hope you have found this interesting and that you'll look it up. Don't, don't trust me. Don't believe just me. Look it up and read about it. And I want to thank you listeners for joining us here on the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. And please remember, it's not the number of breaths you take. It's the moments that take your breath away. This is Dana Lake and Village Green wishing each and every one of you good health and a breathtaking day. Did you know at Village Green we offer everyday savings on top quality nutritional supplements including herbs and homeopathic remedies plus personal care products and more. That's right. In addition to our other big sales events, you can save up to 20% on most everything you need for a healthier lifestyle today and every day. At Village Green, we've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living products for over 45 years. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com.